Matt Arslan. Yeah, boy. Welcome to the studio. Thanks, man. Nice to be here. How are you doing? Very good. Very good. Which språk har du lust att köra på? Jag vet vad engelsk men det är ganska fattig. Vi kan snacka engelsk eller du bestämmer egentligen. Vi kan vi kan pröva bägge. Vi kan göra en god blandning. En god blandning. För det är det som är gay. Ja, absolut. Du husker du husker att engelskan är knäckt. Vi stod på stand up på engelsk för samfundet förra uke. Det var inte så illa. Engelska det var inte så illa. Men för att vara helt ärlig, I never want to lie to you, bro. Yeah. I was mostly uh, spending the time when you were on stage trying to tie people up with <laughs> yeah, cable ties. <laughs> so I didn't hear shit. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I'm glad for that but because because if you if you listen to me speak English now, it's like, it's like I've never been to an English speaking country before. Oh, um, really? No, I, I I haven't been in a country where they speak English before. Oh, they didn't let you in. <laughs> Mostly because of that, but I, I didn't want to either, man. It's like it's like one night stand you didn't get. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't want it anyways, bitch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly it. Holy shit! So, but I I would have thought that like being so you know in Europe and everything that at least a little trip to England. No, I've never been in England or USA before. I I've, I've been to Poland and uh, Germany. Yeah. Uh, but they don't speak English there either. Nah, nah. So I learned English uh, in uh, in Norway. Uh, so that's why I'm speaking like a Norwegian. That's why I have the Norwegian uh, English. Yeah, that, that's that, yeah, that's why that's why I have the English uh, Norwegian English. Norwegian English is good though, man. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's it's I think like it's pretty high level. Like your your English is better than you think. Yeah, that, that's what I think also. But uh, but the way I speak is uh, not the way I imagined I would speak. If you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. Like you n- you never speak English, but uh, you know English, but you you never speak it. So you uh, you think you have the accent because in your mind you speak like a British guy. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> like you, in but your mind you're 007. Yeah, yeah. But in I'm reality, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. If you, would you would you like a cup of tea, my doll? Uh, the second I open my mouth, it's like, what are you doing tomorrow? Like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just can't speak like that. You got that immigrant English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't, I don't know why, but the second I start to speak English, I I become like most stereotypical black guy in you in America. Yeah, you got that hood English. You yeah, got that be- like because I learned English from films, of and uh, and I I watch Eddie Murphy, I watch uh, Dave Chappelle, and I watch Cat Williams all the time. So they're the best. So that that's the English I learned. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm talking like one of <laughs> you're talking like one of these <laughs> black superstars. <laughs> Damn, but you know, if you have to choose an English accent, you know, I th- I don't know whether they like deliberately do this. If they say choose an accent, English or American, don't go with the English accent. Don't go with the British accent. It sounds so fucking. You know when we. You know when it's, a Norwegian person. Lo- yeah, it sounds so fake oh, friendly. Friendly fake. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hello. You know I. I know. Hello, mate. I, I, I got a few Norwegian <laughs> friends. And I studied in England. I studied abroad. I was at Cambridge. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Cambridge, this yeah. balls. Cambridge, this <laughs> dick bit. But you know, like there is this uh, Norwegian kind of. Uh, student who goes yeah. overseas, lives mm. somewhere for a year, two years, three years, and they come back sounding more local than somebody like people that go to Australia and study mm. in Australia for a year or two years. I meet them, they're like, G'day, mate. Yeah. Oh, what's your name? It's in here. Oh, shit. Nice to meet you. I can't. I'm like, Fucking hell, bro. Yeah, where, do you, weird, where, where do you come from? But they really adopt that language, and then they never lose it. That yeah, is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very cool too. But it, I think it has something to do with the the way people speak Norwegian too, because they don't have the 
thick accent or they don't have a, a, a very a very special way to speak. So when it, when they go abroad to study, uh, they learn the language and they can they can copy it exactly the way uh, it has been spoken because they don't have a special way to speak. That's a good insight. That's, that's why Iranians can. <laughs> Can't speak English or Norwegian. You know, they have they have a specific way to talk. Yeah, they're so deep into that. Mm. How do Iranian people talk English? Yeah, I I, cannot, I cannot. They do might, they I cannot. Find they, you. I, I, Don't yeah, make fun of our accent. <laughs> no women's they rights. Might, no making fun of accent. <laughs> they might find uh, one of us. So I, I can't. I can make fun of them. No, no, Be- no. Because they are, they're they're dangerous people, man. I, I remember I was on TikTok and I I uploaded a video. And uh, you know I'm Muslim, so and I'm uh, it's Ramadan now. I'm fasting and I'm praying five times a day. And and uh, you know I'm a good Muslim, or I I like to take so. Yeah. So I was I was at the show and I was uh, I was talking uh, to a guy and and all of a sudden I just said yeah I feel like I'm the o- only Muslim here, but uh, I'm scared of you guys. Like it was it was just like in uh, just like in like small joke, you know. And there was a guy in. In the in the audience, uh, just was like, yeah, I'm Muslim too, and I was like, oh really? Are you the good one or the bad? One? You know, I just said that, and everybody laughed, and uh, we had a good time. But I uploaded on TikTok, and uh, there was some Iranian, fourteen year old guy. I don't I don't know how old he was. He was like, yeah, bro, be careful. And I was like, what the? F- be care be careful. And th- that was that was a whole whole sentence. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> What, what are you going to do, man? Yeah, because yeah, you, you didn't say you, you didn't say anything bad. You didn't like nothing that anybody should be writing. Be careful. Oh, is he just trolling? Is he mm. just saying like fucking be careful, bro? But you know, he ain't yeah. Going but shit. I got I got I got a lot of them uh, when I uploaded the video. So you got a lot, lot of, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, just yeah. one comment. No, saying no, no be maybe careful? maybe hundreds. A hundred comments from yeah, yeah. Iranian people. Not Iranian people, but uh, but mostly foreigner, uh, mostly the like Muslim community on TikTok. They told like, you to be careful. No, some of them told me like, be careful, bro. It's it's dangerous out here, you know. <laughs> like you should be careful of them. Yeah, yeah. Like they were warning you, or they're like. Yeah. And it sounds more like a warning or threat than like advice, if you know what I mean. Or oh, they're like, "Be careful, man! It's getting slippery." Yeah, it was not. It was not like, "Man, be careful." It was like, love you. Yo, be, be, careful. Care- "Be careful! It's dangerous out here." Okay. So it, it was a little scary, man. <laughs> yeah. So did you delete the video? <laughs> no, it's up there still. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so that's I didn't good. got beat up, so uh, I'm glad. C- can you joke about Islam? Can you joke about Muslims? You will know, they I, go after you? What's the deal? No, I don't think they will go after me. But uh, I will. I will be honest. It's not easy to joke about Islam no, or Muslims. It's it's a uh, it's a fact. Uh, they don't uh, they don't want it, and uh, I think it's pretty fair. fair. If you ask me, but I don't, I don't make jokes about Islam. You know, I'm, I'm just talking to you know, Muslims. Y- I get it. You know what I think? It's is, not the same. You know what I think is funny about that? And yeah. I, I know so many Muslim people, and they are fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah that's like they have such a. I mean, at least these guys that I'm friends with, like th- th- their sense of humor is insane. Like they're making jokes all the time. So for yeah, mm, did you see? Did you see Arab Arab TikTok is is the most hilarious thing I have ever seen. Yeah, so I don't understand like why the, I, uh, you know what I mean? Like it seems to be like, it just seems to be like a bit of a gap between like doing comedy and how funny so many people are in that culture. Yeah, but I think it has something to do with uh, with the culture too. 
because uh, you know it's like it's like Italian gangsters, Italian mafia. They're like, mm. okay, Dude, just, just we can uh, we can kill ourselves if we want. I can kill my brother, but yeah, I don't want you to, I don't want you to touch my brother. If you know what I mean. I get you. They're like, oh, it's family. We can do it to us, but mm. no, no one from the outside. If you go to Iran or Turkey or Kurdistan, it's like they're mocking the leaders all the time and uh, and they speak about the Islamic leaders all the time and call calling them pedophiles and all this shit and uh, it's it's their right to speak about that but the second the second some foreign country d- does the same it's like oh yeah bring it up bro yeah i got you it's like how you can make fun of yourself and your family but mm. you be careful if anybody else does yeah i think it's part of the culture that's why they do it yeah shit are mm. there any like huge arab or muslim comedians uh if yeah dave Chappelle is muslim man is dave Chappelle muslim yeah he became muslim when he was 17 really yeah i think i heard it when he was on david letterman oh yeah okay yeah it's on netflix he talked about uh he talked about a shop uh, when he was 17 then there was some muslim guys uh, working there and he, he asked them some questions and uh he thought that they were so passionate about it that he became Muslim afterwards. Okay. So, yeah, but he's not. A, he he says it's himself. He's not a good Muslim, but he he believes in Allah and uh, yeah, okay. and Islam. So he, he's a Muslim. Did you got one? Te- the the Muslim team they got the they got the goat. Yeah, they got the good ones, man. Yeah. We got shit. Muhammad Ali too, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and Tupac. Yeah, maybe I don't know. But is Tupac is good? The black community in the USA is like yeah. Becoming more Muslim than uh, they have ever been before. Uh, like uh, if you if you have Malcolm, uh, the whole history about Malcolm X and uh, and uh, the what was what was it again the the Brotherhood. I don't the, the Brotherhood Muhammad of Elijah. Islam. Yeah, um, Muhammad Elijah. If you if you have heard of him, no, yeah. he he was a uh, he was he was a Muslim and he, he lost it afterwards. He was just he just began to say that. Uh, Islam is for the black people in America, and yeah. uh, he used the religion to to make a statement and uh, to become a grower and make a community. And Malcolm X became one of uh, one of the spokesmen when he was in jail. He became Muslim and he began to he began to talk about those stuff. Mm. But the second he 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 was in Mecca to do pilgrim. Uh, that's then he understood that uh, Islam is not for black people only; it's like for everyone. Yeah. And the second he got back to America, he he started to tell the people like, "Oh, Islam is not for the black people," and they they shot him. So they <laughs> so that's yeah. why he's dead. They, the Muhammad, is, I don't know what uh, what's the group called, but it's like something with brotherhood. And the, the leader was Muhammad Elijah. He 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 said that he was a prophet sent from the gods and Islam for for the black people in the USA. Yeah, okay. Shit. Did you never heard about take your hands out of my pockets? Nah. No, because uh, he was uh, he was on tour in America. What's his name again? Uh Malcolm X oh, and Muhammad Ma- Elijah. And Muhammad Elijah killed Malcolm X. Muhammad Elijah is the leader. I don't think he killed. No, him but physically. he was responsible for giving the order to kill Malcolm X. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's I thought Malcolm X got killed by the police or some CIA operation. No, it's not. It's not that man. Uh, he be, he started to you know become the opposite of what Muhammad Elijah was. Uh, was uh, okay. So Malcolm X people. got 
whacked yeah, by... Yeah, Malcolm X got axed from... He uh, got axed yeah. because he was telling the black people not to go into the Muslim religion. Yeah, because he was the he was the spokesman for he was the he was the face of the whole group. Oh, and he made them grow shit. bigger and bigger. You know how big Malcolm X was yeah, in his prime yeah, time. Yeah. So when he's going out again and says like, "Oh, I was wrong. Don't do that." Damn, so and then they go, "We got to shut this motherfucker <coughs> up." Yeah, so they they did some uh, <laughs> the fun, uh Patricia O'Neill have a very, very very funny joke about that, but he talks about like uh, the second uh, people become a hero, they shut they shut them dead. So fuck that. I don't I don't want to see peace. Uh, you're not going to see me talk about peace. No. Fuck white people. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but so you're right. When people start becoming really big <clears throat> and people start really following them, and when they have like this massive message about like change and what you should do yeah, with your life, you just, just get a target on your back, yeah. and that that shit goes back forever. In you know, like Jesus and. All these people throughout history as well that like ah uh, this guy he's got too much power we gotta fucking ice him. Yeah, they do it all the time. And the the, the thing with Malcolm thing with Malcolm X was they distracted the whole group because he was uh, he was a talesman, so he was out on tour and uh, speaking to black people all the time. So when he was in another city and uh, was on stage, there was a, there was two guys. They were they just stood up and one of them was like, "Get your hands out of my pocket!" and distracted the whole group. So everybody turned to. Turned to this group when, uh, when they when they said take it out of my pocket, so no one was looking at Malcolm X. So that's when they shot him dead, and uh, nobody knows who it was. Nah, of course not. <coughs> but they blame or that group took responsibility. No, they didn't, no one no one took responsibility. So so we don't really know. No, we don't really that guy, know. But, but it's just a th- okay. Yeah, but we but, know. It's but like it's like OJ Simpson didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> but he. Yeah, you it know was what? like Lila Bartius. Yeah, if you, if you remember that case. Nah, but you know, whenever I think of stuff like that, whenever mm. I hear things like that, I just always somehow think the CIA is involved. Yes, yeah, you know what I mean. More I, involved I, than I, you have, no man. I, I, that's what I think, and it's like you know what? I, if if like that, if they arrested that guy, and if he claimed that yeah, I did it, or the Brotherhood went out and said yeah, we put the hit out on Malcolm X, even then I would still think somehow the CIA kind of might have manipulated the situation or. I feel like they do so much sneaky shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they manipulated the whole situation because it was it wouldn't be that hard to find who shot Malcolm X. Nah, uh, man, it wouldn't be that hard at all. And it's a documentary on Netflix. Uh, you can watch after uh, whenever you want. But uh, there's a guy who tries to find who really killed Malcolm X, mm. and he finds like he's 99% sure who shot Malcolm X and why. And yeah. when he they did it, and why they did it, and why police didn't do anything, yeah, about it. So, so you should watch it, man. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty nice yeah, documentary yeah. about it. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out. Damn, yeah, you know, remember like when the Arab Springs happened, like uh, you know the Arab Springs. Yeah, do you talking about the Shah? Ah, uh, I don't know what the no. Shah means, but uh, yeah. it was like this uprising in like uh, Egypt and Alex, uh, Egypt and Libya and like the Northern yeah, Africa. Like so, when was it? It must have been like 2011, 2012. Okay, yeah. I don't know when you came to Norway. Or yeah, it was 2013. Okay, maybe so it was I part of that shit. I don't know. <laughs> where, where, where did you come from? I came from Turkey. Uh, I'm a Kurdish guy, so my family is uh, from the Kurdish part of Turkey. It's like yeah. near the co- uh, near Syria. Yeah, yeah, I but see. I grew up in the Turkish part, uh, Antalya, Alanya. It's like the do, do me a favor, just pull that closer to your yeah. face, Does like this. Yeah, al- almost okay. so like you're gonna like 
Yeah, okay. Just touch it every now and again. I know you worked in radio. <laughs> you love it, mate. Yeah, I told you I was good at it. Yeah, you said I'm you not, were good I'm at it. But it's yeah. natural. People just move backwards and forwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, you, okay, well, listen, the Arab Springs thing was like, uh, it was like these uh, uprisings within like all of these countries. That's where they got, uh, you probably know this. It's where mm. they got like uh, Gaddafi and shit. You know? Yeah, he was a badass man. Yeah, they got him and they fucking ended up killing that guy and all these people th- like revolted I think and said we gotta bring them down. I think they showed something up his ass and they just tortured him to his death. Yeah, they stabbed him in the asshole. That, that's how much they fucking took that guy down. Yeah. But when I hear about stuff like that and I know like like people have revolutions, but that's when I always think maybe there's some fucking shit involved with like the CIA. They wanted him out. <laughs> just because America has such a history of manipulating foreign politics. You know, it's like they can't fucking leave it alone. You know what I mean? Like they they draw up all these borders and they take people out of power and they put new people into power just because it serves their political interests. Yeah, they do it all the time. Man. It's Britain and uh, you say that especially Britain is the reason why why there is so much uproar in the Kurdish uh, states oh, in the Middle East. The, the British are the people that created the map of the Middle East. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It was it was almost like that because uh, after the Second World War. Uh, and the first world war, uh, the, Ottoman, the Ottomans lost the war, and uh, they had to they had to make an arrangement with the Britons. Yeah. So they just they just cut the Kurdistan out of the order, and uh, they just uh, so Kurdistan just had a four had a, parts. So Kurdistan had a physical country. No, it's, it wasn't a physical. It was like Samis in Norway. They like they had their artillery. Uh, Territories, but it wasn't shown on the map. Gotcha. Like everyone just knew it yeah. was. Yeah, it yeah. was these people, you know. It yeah. was their area, but they just came and just like took it a f- four part and just gave it to Turkey, Iran, Iraq, and Syria. Ah, oh, wow! So they didn't acknowledge that this people should have their own country. Yeah, they didn't do it. Gotcha. So that's why, that's why we were at war all the time. Yeah, but you know, I think what what you said now really helped me to understand the situation when you said it's like the Samis in Norway. Because mm. the Sami people, I feel like they were like part of this bigger Lapland community that like occupied several countries. Yeah. Like along a horizontal line that mm. went from Norway to Finland and across and to Russia. Russia. Like but they they wanted to live above a certain parallel. And then they never really claimed any kind of independent country. Now they just got absorbed by all of these official states. Yeah, they they never claimed to, to have a state. They was just like give us a permit to yeah. to go freely and uh, do our thing. Yeah. And and if you ask me, that's a, that's a pretty fair thing to ask. Yeah, yeah. It is it is interesting how people get fucked like that all around the world. But yeah, I yeah. Aren't you from Australia, man? Yeah, I'm from yeah, Australia, yeah, mate. Yeah, you have, you, have a dark, you have a dark history too, don't you? The darkest! <laughs> the darkest history. The <laughs> Australia really has the darkest history. Yeah, but I, I, didn't, think. I don't read a lot of things. Well, what have you guys done? Well, first of all, what, <laughs> what they did your do, ancestors, what, not, ancestors Not done. my ancestors, bro. They... But what happened was they uh, went down to Australia and then they they claimed it for England. And how they claimed it legally is there's this or there was this law called terra nullius, which means no man's land. 
So they get down there, they see all of these like peaceful Aboriginal tribes people, mm. and, because, and they were black, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're mm. black, and um, they don't really have a concept of property ownership and mm. land ownership because they're a nomadic tribal people who are hunters and gatherers, yeah. and you know they don't want to deplete the resources of the land, and they move on and all that sort of stuff. So the English went down there and they go, fuck, look how big this place is. Dude, check out that beach. What's that thing? Oh, it's a koala. This we're going to claim for England. Mm -hmm. So then what they did was they like sent people down, a lot of prisoners, soldiers, stuff like that. And they exterminated all of the Aboriginal people. Damn. Yeah, they wiped them out, man. Hardcore wiped them out. And there's this island in, uh, in Australia called Tasmania. And what they did was they kind of, it's not massive. Is Tasmania real? Yeah, it's real, bro. Yeah, I, I just thought it was like cartoon. Yeah, uh, like the Tasmanian yeah, devil. Tasmanian devil. Yeah, that's real too. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the 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 these like British soldiers, they kind of basically lined up in a long row, and they just mm. walked across the whole state, and then they shot every single Aboriginal they could find. Wow. Yeah. Like, how do you have the heart to do it, man? I don't. I don't know. I know how they did that. How? Be because they don't identify uh, the Aboriginals as humans. They yeah. call them others, and this process of othering people is yeah. prevalent in human society and it was like mm. the, the jews and the nazis and you know like the tutu the in rwanda the what, what do you call those guys the tutsis uh, and yeah, the Hutus tutsis and, and, yeah people I, just north korea south korea whatever there's whenever there's some yeah, kind of just conflict, like otherism exactly there's otherism <clears throat> and it, what, what otherism is it's a failure to identify with somebody who is slightly different or not you. It's just a different ethnic group or a different belief group. And like, you know what? This is a huge problem with human society and human history mm. because this process of othering is what's responsible for the dehumanization and the extermination of like other human beings. Yeah, they or did rape, it with the Kurds murder. too, man. Exactly. They, they have done it with us too. Yeah. They tried to wipe us all out, actually. Uh, I don't know if it was Gaddafi or... Uh, or um, or someone else, but uh, they use chemical weapons to wipe out like small villages in oh, Kurdistan. And dude, yeah, I remember that. I think it was 2010 or something, or like a little bit earlier, maybe. Yeah. But it wasn't the two. It was in 2000s. Yeah. They just uh, they just had a chemical gas that smelled like apple. Yeah. And uh, they just throw it on the uh, on the villages and uh, the children began to go outside of the houses. They was like, "Oh, it smells like apple here, mom." And and everybody gone out to to smell why why it was smell like apples and mm. they all just died. Yeah. And after a few generations, they still suffer from it because uh, they have destroyed their genes. Oh, wow. So it's a genetic problem that goes... Uh, uh, mm. Fuck. That's crazy, man. Yeah, and, uh, and they bombed... They bombed, like, a lot of... A lot of villages. And even in Turkey, we have, we have lived in the same country in uh, hundreds of years. Mm. And it's, like, pretty mixed country. And uh, they all know each other. But even even Turkish people don't don't know what Kurdish, uh, Kurdish people really is. Because we ha I have been to Istanbul before. And uh, I began to speak some with some Turkish guy, and he was like, "Yeah, where are you from?" I was like, "I'm Turkey. I'm Kurdish." And he was like, "Are you Kurdish? Well, you look just like us. What the fuck?" Mm. And he was he was surprised because I looked a lot like him. Mm. Like I had black hair, and uh, 
and Middle Eastern out uh, looking out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just didn't know what Kurdish people really look like. Nah. Man, I think that so many people don't know what the fuck's going on with other people, though. Like, it's so... I, I don't know anything about the Kurdish people. Mm. I don't know shit. I don't know... I know very little about the Sami people. And it's, you know, like... Yeah, but why would you why would you know a lot of things about Kurdish people too? You know, it, there wasn't a lot of people a lot of people who knew uh, who knew about us before before the ISIS. Yeah. <coughs> After that war, the, then the world began to acknowledge uh, acknowledge who we really were because the Kurds were fighting against ISIS. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. was. Uh, uh, we were the like the front line. We was the main reason they didn't grow up to take all over, gotcha. all over the Middle East. Yeah. So did ISIS uh, try to attack Kurdistan and then the Kur oh, the Kurdish people and the Kurdish people like protected themselves yeah. or did they go out and hunt them down or how did that? Yeah, it's like it's like the both because uh, Kurdish people are very uh, very unique groups. The the majority of them is Muslim, but uh, they have their own religion. <coughs> it's a religion called. Uh, uh, z I don't know why how they say it in English, but in Middle East we call them uh, Zahidi. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and they have their own. It's like a Kurdish religion. They have their own book on God and prophets, and it's like an uh, old old religion. They have their book and beliefs and all the stuff and. Uh, uh, ISIS tried to wipe them out first because they were like, "Oh, they are they're not Muslim, so we have to wipe them out." And uh, they're Kurdish, so yeah, uh, they had to step up and uh, and answer back. So it just became a thing. And and the second someone from Middle East uh, rose up and uh, just tried to attack someone, they just they just choose Kurdish people first. Yeah, because it's the easiest one to attack and easiest one to. Uh, to back up, like oh, that Kurdish people. What, what else are we going to do? Like, yeah, of course we are going to attack them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, it's easy target. Mm, yeah, it's a pretty easy target. <sighs> so Kurdish people, uh, Kurdish people started to uh, answer back, and uh, they they started to win. Yeah, win the war. But mm. then then came Turkish people, and they started to help ISIS, just so they could defeat defeat the Kurdish army. And it was a lot of drama and all of that stuff. Yeah, it's it's it does seem like it's a pretty destable part of the world. Yeah, it is. It is. I was I was uh, I was very active in uh, politics before, uh, yeah. but uh, I remember when I was like sixteen or something, uh, I became so active. Uh, I someone from the army in Syria contacted me when I was in Norway. They was like, "Yeah, we have we have got uh, our eyes on you there." You have uh, you have pretty good uh, political skills and uh, you're very smart and all that. Why don't you join the army in Syria and, uh, and fight with the Kurds? I was like, yeah, it's time to quit politics now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fuck that. Yeah, fuck. That. I don't. I'm not going to Syria. No. To fight in a war. Dude, a lot of people went there though to fight in the yeah, war. Yeah, but uh, I support them 100. percent I uh, we we needed people to fight against the ISIS. There was yeah. it was the only way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't politics anymore. But what was kind of interesting is that a lot of people went to fight with ISIS as well. Yeah, like, man. that was interesting. And even, yeah. like, uh, people from Norway. and Yeah, yeah Norwegian people. Yeah. Like, ethnical Norwegian white people went to ISIS yeah. to fight with them. Yeah. 
And they had their own YouTube channel, man. I says, did dude, you know that? You, I, I, yeah, did I know it? That YouTube channel YouTube is dope. <laughs> have you seen the videos? <laughs> no, man. Dude, I, the I don't vi- have the balls to see. Man, the production value of those yeah, videos. they're good, man. They are really good. They're shooting in 4K with like really good cameras. And the editing is on point. Like they, like, I mean, their video production guy for ISIS was really good. No, I, I'm talking like really good. Yeah, you know, I watched I watched maybe one one week one or two videos from them, and it looks pretty high quality. But yeah. do you know? Did you ever? Did you ever? <clears throat> did you ever look at the videos of them? Uh, they burned some people down, and it's on YouTube, or maybe I don't know. If yes. it's there. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, but you know, when they burn people, they just never move. Yeah. Do I, you know why? Because I didn't know it before, but I read a history about it. Because the story like, about it. Now why? That's because they do a lot of practice before. They just tell the prisoners, like, don't move. It's just like, uh, we're just filming it. We're not going to burn you. And they do it all the time. Like, they just burn it a lot. And right before the fire comes to them, they just put it out. Yeah. So they they build uh, they build uh, trust in in whole the whole system. Mm. So they just never move because they they're just thinking, okay, they're just going to fire some stuff up. Fire is going come near us and they just put it out and they're just doing it for production. Hmm. And the last time they're doing it, they just do it for for real. Damn, I feel That's like I, I feel like I would have noticed that. You know yeah. what I mean? If it was me and like, oh, now they're doing it for real. Don't they notice that they're on fire? Yeah, they or just, are they so conditioned into thinking like, don't you feel you're fucking burning? Yeah, you can feel the burning, but, but they still sit still. That's why this because it takes maybe a couple of seconds before all your your skin is burned up and uh, you don't feel the burn anymore. Dude, I think you always feel it. I think you always you, feel. I, it? I think so, man. I think if you're getting burned, you're gonna feel that for fucking a long time. Yeah, maybe. You I think so. yeah. I, the reason I say that is because I used to be a stuntman in Australia, and, okay. we, and, and I yeah, know you people. Feel it? Yeah, and I, you feel it, and I know people that have done fire burns and people that have done fire burns where they've gotten burnt, and they fucking feel it, and they're not sitting still; they're like rolling around on the ground trying to put themselves out, like it hurts. I didn't watch the whole, like whole video, but until the fire came to them, they're just sitting still. Yeah, until the fire comes yeah, to them, but then so when the fire hits them, then yeah. they fucking. Yeah, I didn't watch the rest, but oh, uh, when dude, the f- watch the rest. They, yeah, I don't, they I, start I don't have the balls, man. Dude, I don't have the balls. I, I see ones where they're locked in a cage. Oh, they're, damn. they're locked in a cage, and then they. <laughs> I shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> they're, they're locked in a cage, and then they set them on fire, and they are not sitting still. They're like fucking trying to kick that cage door down, man. And if you ever, you know, when you hear these stories about like, oh, there's a mom. She had a superpower. She lifted the car up. And yeah. like she saved her baby from getting hit yeah. by the car. Yeah, Why yeah. don't you open the cage, yeah. bro? <laughs> that that did not help at all. That did not work one little bit. No. Yeah, yeah. They're stuck in oh. that cage, bro. They're burning. Yeah, you're going to hear some Iranian 14 year olds in your comments. Be careful. Yeah, be, be careful. careful. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, they. Oh damn! I don't know, man. You was a stuntman in Australia. Yeah, but I was not a very good one. Uh, no, 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 no. Now, how? What kind of movies did you play? Do I? I was some dope movies. I was in a Superman movie. No. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was what, in a Superman. Play? I, I played a guy in a. Well, f- first of all, when you're a guy stunt- number five. <laughs> guy number five. Basically, when you're a stunt man, you don't really play any kind of no, character. Yeah, you right. just want to. You want to not show your face yeah. as much as possible, so you can work on the whole movie. So mm. if you see a stunt person's face once, 
Yeah, you can't use done. that guy again. You're done. Yeah, right. But if you like, that's why when you watch a lot of action movies, the bad guys are wearing masks and things mm. over their faces. Uh, because they use a stunt. The same time. stunt guy. You have the five stunt teams and they're doing all the shots that are getting killed. So you don't need to get new people all the time. You have like, okay, we got the stunt team and mm. mask over the face. You get killed three times today. Tomorrow you're getting killed five times. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you get more money that way. Yeah, of course. Exactly. <clears throat> so I, I didn't play a character, but I was, uh, I was in a plane crash scene. So I was in a plane crash scene where like flying this plane and uh, there's uh, whatever, I fucking, uh, some kind of terrorist attack yeah. or Lex Luthor crashes the plane yeah. and Lois Lane is on the oh, plane. It was the, the film with Lex Luthor? Yeah, with Kevin Spacey. Damn. Yeah. And... Uh, Kevin Spacey, did you touch you? <laughs> oh, no. No. No, no, no. I no, wish. No. I wish. no, but I, uh, I, I, I kind of fucked up with Kevin Spacey. Oh. Yeah, a little bit. Because uh, there was a, a friend of mine that was doubling Kevin Spacey and uh, he was in the same costume and had his hair to look exactly like Kevin Spacey. And then we were, <laughs> and then I've been hanging out with him all day. I, I seen him <laughs> during the day. And then uh, I, I was walking to lunch and I go, hey, hey, hey. I think it was John. John, John, John. And it wasn't John. It was Kevin Spacey. <laughs> and he walked up and he looked at me and was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Because the reputation with Kevin Spacey is that like he's kind of an asshole. And we got told not to talk to him or not to no eye contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, what an asshole. I think he's an asshole. Well, he's a piece of shit. You know, yeah, like he's yeah, canceled we now. We found out he's a, he was yeah, actually a he was actually shit. an, so an was asshole. Right. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't know why, why would you have so much ego that people are not allowed to look into your eyes? Like yeah. What, what is the problem with that? Yeah, I, I just think that people end up kind of losing their grip on reality because mm. they have such a uh, different power dynamic over everybody else that they're yeah, working with. Right. Like, you're the star. Like, you're the number one guy. And ev all these hundreds of people are just working around you. Yeah. You're the guy that we're paying <laughs> the millions. To, you know, it gets the people's heads, man. Yeah, they did all the time, and then uh, it's this like uh, the son of Arab sheikhs. Yeah, they uh, they lose it all the time. I watched the I I read it on internet one time. It was a it was the son of a sheikh who was abroad in another country, and uh, they was filming a documentary. And middle of the night, he was just woke up like three in the morning or something, something like that. He was like, "I want camels here, mm. like I want some camels now." It's like three in the morning in another country, not in Middle East. They was like, "We cannot get you a camel now." He was like, he was seriously was like, "Why, why can't you get me a camel three in the morning?" When I I want it. What do you want a camel for? Yeah, now, what the bro? fuck are you gonna, gonna do, do with a camel three in the morning, man? Yeah. What the fuck? Why don't you just go to I sleep? want it. Get me the camel. I do. Yeah, well, they, they trip all the time. The son of God. I, it was Gaddafi, right? The Gaddafi had a son. Had a son. Gaddafi. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I, yeah, bet I think it was Gaddafi or no, maybe Saddam, Saddam Hussein. Saddam, Saddam had a son, Hussein. and he was the. Most psychotic people yeah, yeah, yeah. I've ever heard. Did you did you hear stories about him? Yeah, dude, I heard some stories. I think I had two sons, or at least two that were like Ibdi and Abdar or something. Yeah, like that. one of them was fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they he, would get chicks and then just end up killing them and like feeding them to dogs and all kinds of whack. Yeah, they, mm. you know the thing he liked most was just like doing some random torturing because he thought that was so funny because. It just suddenly happened for no reason, and yeah. he thought it was very fun. He was he used to go, go out and was like, okay, is it some, is it any weddings uh, nearby me tonight? Yeah. So he would just go to weddings, weddings and uh, 
and uh, look at the woman who was about getting married and he was like I want her tonight yeah so they will just bring her and he will just uh, rape her and feed him yeah feed them to dogs you know who used to do that as well that was an old the devil no, yeah the <laughs> devil that was an old tradition in medieval England I think called primus noctis where yeah, they do it with the with the Irish people, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Where they would like take the night, they would take the bride on the first night of the wedding. Yeah, yeah, they did it. Yeah, I think there's a scene yeah. about that in Braveheart. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, I remember it now. But they came, they come back. Yeah, I guess so. So they get to live. Yeah, um, they get to live. But he just, he just, yeah, he just took fed them to further. dogs. Yeah, he fed them to dogs. God, imagine being those dogs. And he just, uh, one time he was, he had a best friend. He just told the security guys, like, get him to torture Camber for 12 days. And why? He was like, because it's funny. You know, you just get tortured for no reason. Yeah, that's a whack sense of humor, man. Holy yeah. shit, dude. Yeah. But that's because you have too much power and everything just probably becomes. Yeah, yeah, but the second you ask for something, it becomes. So you just lose your grip to reality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what happens with people. People, that's the expression. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I think the CIA or FBI, they, they killed them. Yeah. When they, when they attacked the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember when it was. They had a special group yeah. to take him down. Did, yeah, I bet they did, man. I bet he's fucking, they aced him. Because I, I remember, I don't know, I, th I think that, but they used to have this like deck of cards. Remember they had the deck of cards and they had yeah, all the top yeah, all level the Iraqi people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was it was a badass thing. So like you're playing cards. Okay, who did you draw? Saddam. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You got to go that guy. Damn, man. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's so many, so many like high level targets and shit like that. Yeah. Fuck, they bro. Do it all the time, man. Yeah, they do it all the time. That shit. He he tr he killed his father's security too, because his father told him like, "You can do whatever you want. The only thing you're not allowed to do is kill that guy because I like him very much. He's mm. he's uh, he's a good friend of mine. Mm. And uh, just because his father said that, he just he just killed that man. Yeah. And uh, he was so afraid of his father, he went home and took a lot of pills to kill himself. Mm. But they found him at home, like uh, bubbles coming out of his mouth, and uh, they just took him to hospital yeah. to save him. And they saved him, but even he was in coma, his father came and he beat the shit out of him when he was in coma. Yeah. So they're a sick family, man. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. You know, like what I, what I'd be kind of like thinking about lately was like whether Hitler escaped or not. I started thinking about it today because I know Mohammed Bassafar and Kasten Blumvik they're going to Berlin. Yeah, and they're like, hey, we're going to Berlin. What should we do? And then I started thinking about like because I maybe try to find Hitler. Try to find Hitler. <laughs> it's like where's Wally? Only with Hitler. Where is he? Is he at this gas chamber? I Hanlisha do not. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, Hitler. But I went to Berlin. This is like fucking a long yeah. time ago. And we did this tour and we went to the place where Hitler supposedly shot himself. And yeah. the story is that Hitler was in a bunker. The Russians with were coming. His wife or something. His wife, Eva Brown and their kids. And, the, and the, the story is that like they ended up killing themselves and Hitler killed himself. Yada, yada, yada. But they never find the bodies. Yeah, they, they, the there's body? no nothing like that. Apparently, there's a skull that they think is Hitler's skull that the Russians have that they bring out once a year on the anniversary of the Russian invasion or something mm. like that. But then you like end up hearing about all of these German towns in South in America, Argentina. in Argentina, in yeah. Uruguay, in 
Paraguay and Brazil, and you hear about you know that evil doctor, Doctor Mengele, mm. Joseph Mengele. Yeah, he was working in he, USA, he, man. Dude, he died in Brazil. His he life ended in Brazil. in Brazil. So, like, one of the worst guys, the fucking bad guy that did all these experiments and torturing people and shit like that, mm. he got out. And a bunch of other dudes got out. You don't think the top guy got out? The of course. I don't, I don't believe he shot himself, man. Me I, either. I'm not into conspiracy theories, but I, it's like... Oh, yeah, it's like, a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I was, when I was a kid, like, everybody yeah. knows about the Illuminati and the eye oh, and the, the, eye. the God of Ra and yeah. the old things, but you you stop believing it when you when you grow up. But the thing with Hitler, I don't think he killed himself because then they will show the body. Right. Like with Bin Laden as well. Yeah, I'm pretty the, sure they killed Bin Laden. They didn't but show <laughs> the body, man. They got rid of the body. A day yeah. at sea. Maybe yeah, they killed him. I don't yeah, know. I'm pretty sure they killed Bin Laden. But the but thing with Hitler is like, there's a lot of conspiracies <laughs> that he's in Ar Argentina. I've been to Argentina. I've I've been to I've been to these Does towns. Does it look like a place Hitler will? They all have these moustaches. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. All these little Mexican Argentinian kids. They all look like Felix Sacati. <laughs> Doesn't Felix? <laughs> he, he does. He has the Hitler moustache, bro. But the thing is, the thing is, um, even the Nazis, like the the big guys, the doctors, the lawyers, and the the generals, and all of them, they made a deal with the uh, USA. Oh and yeah, they did. They went, they went to the USA with a new passport, new identity to work with NASA, FBI, yeah, CIA, because they true. they had learned a lot of stuff, and they just made a lot of deal with yeah. uh, with other countries, so they would. Yeah, you're right. I so I maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, you could, maybe Hitler it, was in USA. I don't know. I don't. May, well, that would explain a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because that country turned out to be pretty fucked up, didn't it? Yeah, but I don't know how you can manage to to get people to think like, okay, we're going to kill all the like, not a Jews in Germany, but all the Jews. What the? F how how do you do that? How do you make people to? To yeah. go across country to to hunt Jews? I have the answer. In Norway? I, I, yeah, dude. There's a place. Uh, yeah. n n oh, fuck. Uh, th there's a house, a, a, yeah. an apartment across the road from where I live. And out the front on the footpath, there's a plaque in the ground. And it says, this is where this person and this person lived. And they were Jewish. And the Nazis got them in 1944 and they took them to Auschwitz and they were executed. And that is across the road from my fucking apartment. And yeah, it's it was pretty like, sick, right? that was in Bjelsen. Like they jacked yeah, they had Jews, a lot of Jews from Bjelsen. Dude, they, yeah, they still do, man. <laughs> you know, hey, come on, finish the job, know. Nazis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. But I... <laughs> yeah. Please don't do it. <laughs> no, it's... A, I, the 14-year-old Iranian guy, I, I'm, not, I'm not... I don't know him. I don't know him. <laughs> Please don't come get me. Don't get the... It's not, dangerous, bro. It's dangerous, man. But, uh, but, but that's, that's like what your you question know, I is. I went to school in Bjelsen. Did I you? Have, to Bjelsen yeah. school, huh? Yeah, yeah Bjelsen Ungdom school. And, uh, I, and I had a friend, uh, uh, he, was, he was called Mats. And he's a Norwegian guy. He's, he's not Jewish and his family weren't Jewish either. But he had a great-grandfather, I, I think so, in the 40s. He was, um, he was writing stuff. He was writing books. And uh, he was a journalist, I, if I remember correctly. And uh, he, 
he wrote some stuff about Nazis and they just sent him to Auschwitz. Yeah, man. That's what he happened. died. He died in Auschwitz. It, it might be the same guy. It, it, it might be. Yeah. Do you remember his name or the last name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was some Jewish guys in uh, Bielsen uh, in the time because it was it wasn't a fancy place when uh, in the old times. Yeah, it's no, it beca- it becomes uh, it becomes a fancy place now. They, it is it was uh, like in his time in 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 the prime time of Bielsen, there was all the workers would uh, would live in Bielsen. Yeah. Fun fact about Bjelsen as well is, uh, but Nokka Sirana guy is from Bjelsen. Nokka Sirana? Yeah. Yeah. Tosca. Yeah, Tosca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was what was the whole name uh, again? Tom. Uh, Tom. You Joseph Tosca. No, I don't. I don't remember, man. But Tosca. Yeah, I, yeah. I know that guy. He's from Bjelsen. Yeah, he had a film, wasn't he? Yeah, but Nokka Sirana. Yeah, Nokka Sirana. It was a good film, man. I don't I don't hear you from your headphones. I'm not hearing you. You're not hearing me? No. I'm not hearing shit either. No, because uh, your microphone isn't working. Is My it was what's the problem? What's the problem? My microphone is working. I can I can hear myself. But you can't hear me. No, I cannot hear you. Can you hear yourself? No, I can't hear myself. Yeah, what happened, man? Hold on. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there yeah, we go. That was the problem. There we <laughs> fixed it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, but to answer your question about like how they could send people to commit like all these human atrocities, I think they tried to answer that question with the Stanford experiment. You you yeah. know, you're probably familiar with the Stanford experiment. Yeah, maybe. It's where they If it's a conspiracy theory, then maybe I don't know. Yeah, I bet you know it. I bet <laughs> you know it. Uh, but it's where they took all of these college students uh, from Stanford and they put them into a prison yeah, and they divided them yeah, into two groups and the people that they said were the prison guards ended up abusing the prisoners because they got told to do so. Yeah, and then they and it was a rebel afterwards, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably. But then they, I think they had to shut it down. And then they did another experiment, like pretty similarly, where what they did was they had uh, somebody uh, on the other side of a wall. And mm. I don't think they could see them, but they could hear them. And they asked them questions. And the person, like let's say it was you, you're hooked up to an electric chair or an electric device mm-hmm. and every time you get a question wrong you have to punish them and there was somebody in the room a scientist a guy yeah. saying okay if they get a question wrong then you need to shock them and every time they get a question wrong you got to increase the power and then they would shock them for getting questions wrong and the person would be screaming and it was all they're all acting but they were screaming and they would go oh it hurts so much ah don't shock me and then they would look at the scientist and the scientist would say no, keep going, keep going. And even though they could hear that somebody else was in pain and begging them not to stop, because somebody who had authority yeah, told, them. told them, then they did what the authority figure told them to do. Wow. And that's where they started to understand all of the uh, human psychology involved behind listening to authority instead of listening to your own... Moral compass. 
You know, yeah, yeah. It, so that's interesting with people, and you see it all the yeah, time. It's you, pretty easy to trick people. So easy to trick people, man. So we get tricked all the time. Or people are getting tricked throughout history all the time. I mean, you, you get tr- you just like governments that want mm. something. Like the let's here's a perfect example. I know you say you don't believe in conspiracy theories, yeah. and but like you say for example, like but the, I don't consider everything as conspiracy theory either. That's Something good. else is just like facts to me. And I understand, I understand. But like, say for example, like the government came out with this lie after 9-11, right? Saying that yeah. the Iraqi government had weapons of mass destruction. Mm. Yeah, it and was a lie. It was a lie. But people bought it and they were angry and they wanted revenge for the Twin Towers. Yeah. And the but gov- do you think 9-11 was an inside job? <laughs> I the irony guy, I'm on your side. Do I think 9/11 was an inside job? What do you mean by that? Like, do you think it was the government who did that? Because the day before the uh, the attack on Twin Towers, the the uh, National Bank, I don't know what they're called, but they said that like they 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 were they were missing like five hundred million dollars or something uh, from. From the government, they just didn't know where oh. five hundred million dollars went. No, 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 no. They Isn't were true? missing like thirty trillion dollars. Yeah, thirty trillion from dollars from the Pentagon, and yeah. the place that got destroyed in the Pentagon was the accounting department. Oh, and we and just the don't day know after the news yeah, the like. day after. So on, I know what you're talking about. So on September 10, the uh, there was a spokesperson for the Pentagon who said that we're missing all of this money, like trillions and trillions and trillions. And then the next day, the accounting department of the Pentagon gets hit by a plane. Yeah. Isn't that suspicious? Yeah, it is suspicious. Isn't that suspicious? suspicious? And when you have a look at the video of the Pentagon attack, like there's cameras everywhere. You only have one yeah. video and, and you and can't it's, see it's shit. It's shot with the, like the cheese uh, or something. It's, what the fuck? Exactly. It's shot with a fucking like a potato, bro. <laughs> like it's so bad. It's so bad. And that's all you see. <clears throat> But this is what I think to answer your question about yeah. September 11. I think that there are people that are more concerned with making money and global expansion and political power than they are concerned about the human lives of people in Iraq or in their own country. So I think if you're one of these types of I don't know, like industrialist warmongers. Like, mm. first of all, if you think how much money America spent on war, it's, it's trillions, bro. And where does that money go? Who gets that money? You know who gets that money? People that are supplying mm. bullets, boots, night vision goggles, surface-to-air missiles, military rations. And they have to renew it yeah. every year because new stuffs come. And those, exactly. And they just go to garbage. Dude, you think about how much money war costs. It's trillions of dollars. And there are people in America that make all of that stuff that are making all of that money. Yeah. You don't think that they have some kind some of interest? a little something in making some things happen? Yeah. So I don't know whether, you know, what the degree of that was or whether they just capitalized on something. Mm. But there's a lot of weird shit with 9-11, man. You know, like yeah, when the only plane that was allowed to leave the next day was the Saudi family. Mm-hmm. You know, like bin Laden's family, like the guy that you suspect. We're just going to let him. He's the only plane that's allowed to leave. I think bin Laden used work? to work for CIA. Dude, he was a, they sponsored him to fight yeah. the Russians. So think about this. You got like a guy like Osama bin Laden and the Taliban or the, whatever they were called then, the Afghan people, and you're now arming them with stinger missiles to take down Russian helicopters so you can wage a proxy war 
against the Russians in Afghanistan. So you're building a relationship with Osama bin Laden. And then later on, you go, hey, remember Osama bin Laden? We need some shit to happen so that we can make some money. There's a lot of oil in Iraq. We're going to get all these no-bid contracts mm. to construct things. And our guys over here that like are lobbying the political system, mm-hmm. we got to pay them. So I just don't put it past them. I don't know whether it was an inside job, but if somebody ended up telling me that like they ended up helping some things happen so that these guys could make all this cash, then I wouldn't be surprised, man. You know, the, uh, the only thing I, I'm i curious about, because I, I watched the documentary and uh, there was an architect guy who was uh, talking about the way uh, the building fell down. Tower 7 or one of the towers? I think it was both of them. Yeah, okay. Because they didn't collapse. They just fell straight line downwards. Mm. And it's not possible if you're not have if if you don't have bumps. Yeah, okay. In in those columns because because it has to be a, a planned uh, planned bombing. So it yeah, would just yeah. go downwards. Yeah. But if you come with the plane, then we just fall to the other side. Mm. So that's the that's the only thing I'm curious about. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that, man. Did you know that Michael Jackson was uh, supposed to be in uh, in the Twin Towers the day it got attacked? No. He just fell asleep. So he had a meeting in Twin Towers. Wow. But the day before that, he talked with his mother the uh, whole night on telef- on on his phone. Yeah. So he just uh, he just overslept and uh, he he missed his meeting. And that's why it's okay to sleep in people. Yeah, but can <laughs> you imagine? Can you imagine how bigger the world will be if Michael Jackson died yeah. in that tower? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that will wipe out the whole Middle East. <laughs> yeah, they would fucking they'd go crazy. You think Michael Jackson fucked those kids? Yeah. You think he did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I have no doubt. No. Because the, the thing is, the thing is, like people like to twist uh, the things Michael Jackson says. And the thing with Michael Jackson is, I'm, I'm very, I'm very confused about it because. Like when you watch his interviews and uh, like his persona, he's like a small child and he's like a fucking dumb, stupid, stupid guy who just talk like a small, small guy, small kid all the time. But when you hear his lyrics, he's like, "Are you genius?" It's like the most genius things I've ever heard mm. in your in your songs. Yeah. But when you hear interviews and he's like, he's like a small kid. Yeah, and you 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 be like, who who is the real you? Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. But the thing with him was uh, he told that uh, kids used to sleep in his bedroom, mm. and uh, we like to imagine that his bedroom is like our bedroom. But uh, but I've seen his bedroom, man. It's uh, it's bigger than my house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's not weird that kids was in his bedroom because it was like a whole new apartment. But they were in his bed too. Yeah, that's the weird part. That's the man. weird part. You might that's have the, the biggest part. bedroom in the world. Yeah, but you don't have you don't have the biggest bed. No, no, no. I just couldn't ever imagine. Yeah, like, you have kids, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, imagine them sleeping with Dude, shut the fuck King up. of Pop. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Like you can't do that yeah, shit. You no. Yeah, but you, if if anybody like I mean like uh, it it just seems so weird to say that I want to sleep in the same bed as another kid. It uh, it, uh, it it seems <clears throat> like if you want to do that, you don't just want to go to sleep next to a kid. Like you're going to you basically what you're trying to do. Like you can do it one or two times, like a couple of times. But 
Afterwards, uh, the devil comes up with pretty nasty plans in your head. I think so, man. And like you're taking this kid to like you're you're. It's like a date. You're like, well, check mm. out this fairy park and let me yeah. play with the monkey and let's go on a roller coaster. And here's some pills. <laughs> exactly. So no, I think he probably fucked those kids too. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's interesting though is there's that Norwegian guy. You know Omar Bati. Omar Bati. Yeah. Yeah. I, what about him, dude? He was one of those kids. What? Huh? I th- listen, I'm gonna Google this. Just yeah, to, you have to Google ju- this Just one. to make to sure I'm one. not fucking Uma, the terrorist from Norway. Oh no, not the terrorist from Norway. Is that the terrorist? Yeah, Omar Bhatti. Oh, he's a terrorist. Okay, well, not him. He didn't. Uh, uh, dude, um, uh, there was this guy. He's a dancer, um, and he went over to um, America. No, he's it's Omar Bhatti, bro. Can I can I see a picture? Yeah, of course. This guy. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. That, I remember. The f- okay. It's, uh, yeah, I have the wrong guy. Yeah. So he is. Okay. Listen. Omar ba- Omar Michael Jamal Bati, better known by his stage name Ob, is a Norwegian rapper and dancer, also known for his association with Michael Jackson in 2014. So he went. Say. Well, I think he must. Uh, maybe he wasn't a little kid then, but he he was kind of like caught up with this whole Michael Jackson thing, and I I think. Is my microphone working? Yeah, it's working. Uh, and he, I think he said that like Michael Jackson didn't fuck him. Yeah, but he was an ugly kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is an ugly kid, dude. Holy yeah. shit! If I was a pedophile, I wouldn't fuck him either, man. <laughs> no, no, man, fuck that guy. Oh, I'm gonna put my dick in you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but wouldn't you be, wouldn't you like a little bit bitterness in you if like Michael Justin fucked all of your friends and you were like, <laughs> what the, f- what Come is, on, man. I'm glad you didn't touch me, but yeah. what was the reason, yeah. man? Why aren't you moonwalking to my bed? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you hear on my balls? Yeah, holy shit. Dude, how's your comedy going? His comedy is going well, man. I, I'm doing a lot of shows and uh, now... I'm doing comedy full time now, and I was, uh, and I, I have done it in like a few months now, and it's going well. When you say you're doing comedy full time, that means that you're making enough money from comedy where you don't have to do any other job. Is that right? I have, I make enough money uh, from comedy. Good, uh, but I'm poor, so I don't have, I don't make money. I just have enough uh, to just live by. Perfect. That's, so it's that's like the best the place. Yeah, I, I'm in a I'm in a very comfortable place now, where yeah. I can uh, where I can make money from my own jokes. You know what, man? This is what I this is what I think, right? And I, first of all, I'm very happy for you. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm, I'm very 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 happy for you. Yeah, we haven't known each other since I was 17, right? I think so. It's been a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah you, you slept while, in my man. bed that once. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you touch me? <laughs> Why uh, did you touch me? But what what I was gonna say is, I think you're in the perfect position now as a comedian yeah. because you're still poor. And you're still yeah. struggling and you're still hungry. But you're yeah. making enough money that you can focus all of your energy into comedy. Mm. And I think that period of time, because I, this is what I believe about you. You're undoubtedly going to be a fucking monster, huge, successful comedian. Yeah, thanks, man. No problem. But, 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 but. Yeah. You can't fall into that trap of when you are really successful and you have a lot of money of losing that sense of hunger that you have now. Because what you have now is that like I'm really going for it and I'm struggling financially and I'm poor. 
that's when I'm making my best fucking shit. It's like the rapper that drops the first album whilst they still live in the hood. That's the album that ends up being better than the album after they release, you know, when they sell Beats by Dre and they move to Beverly Hills. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot make beats when you have golden chains, man. When you're, when you're making like a fucking $50 million a year, your albums yeah. aren't as good. But now... Yeah, because but now, I don't need it. Exactly. And, and now you're like in this perfect position where you're not selling donuts, you're not doing anything else. You can just <laughs> work on the comedy, but you're still kind of struggling. And I think that that moment in time for you is like where you're going to end up producing some of the jokes that people are going to fucking reference forever. Yeah, I hope so, man. Because I remember when I when I was uh, when I was doing comedy for the first time, uh, it was like when I was 18 or 19. It was uh, when I decided to do comedy, like I was like when I decided to do it uh, the whole time. Uh it was the first week of corona. So I, I couldn't I couldn't do anything. So I was uh, I dropped out of school. Uh, I was about to I was about to study architecture in another city, and I just dropped out of it. And um, um, and it was in Oslo. And my father was like, "Yeah, you're not studying, and you think the life is good when you just wake up in my bed, eat my food, and just go out for five minutes and tell some jokes and come back with no money in your pocket." So he was like, "You have to get to uh, get a job." So I had to work uh, on days and uh, in the mornings and uh, at nights I would go to clubs and do comedy. You know, you remember like the Steinish Open Mic, the Hendrik Inn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had those shitty places. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary. So I was I was doing it all the time. I was working I was working early in the morning and uh, after job I would uh, I would maybe sleep like one or two hours and would just go out to clubs and uh, try to do five minutes of comedy. And uh, that was my every day, so it has been it has been like two years now, and uh, I'm glad that I I I started to make some money and uh, like the other comedians uh, are now, uh, you know they know who we're becoming friends and uh, that's the that's the beauty of it. Mm. So you are you're making friends in in the comedy community and. You're just having fun all the time, so it's, it's the it's best. A, it's a place. It's a place to be. It's where you belong. But it's pretty weird thing about that is like when you first start making money from comedy, uh, it's like m- monopoly money. If you know, it's like game. It's like a game to you. You're like, oh, I'll talk for five minutes, and you're going to give me like seven thousand, and you just you just think like it's like a free money, so you don't have any problem spending it to some bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So I have that problem now. I'm trying to I'm trying to not do it because when someone gives me money for stand up, I'm like, I was doing it for free before, so it's just like some bonus mm. if you, if you know what I mean. So I was just spend it for some stupid shit all the time. Get some Pokemon cards, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was never that Pokemon guy, man. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know watch Pokemon. Did how much money do you make doing stand up then? Yeah, I'm not sure if I can say it, but it's like it's like enough for me to. I don't, I don't, I live with my family now. But yeah. if I if I decided to move out. Not have enough money to pay my rent and uh, eat food and uh, pay my bills and um, you know okay live comfortable live live comfortable. So you could make so you could make enough money just doing stand up to uh, afford rent and uh, buy food (coughs) and pay your phone bill and get yeah that's all and And after that I don't have money. Gotcha. All right, so that's that's perfect. That's good. 
Yeah. So I, I'm in that place where I can feed myself, but no. But it's no still, some, still, yeah. cu- still, still noodles a couple of nights. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's noodles uh, a few days. Yeah, and yeah. I have enough money. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. That's perfect, man. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, and uh, I know <coughs> that. Like, uh, I what? What are you doing? I saw this ad for like a new show. Postcontura? No. Stories? Stories? Yeah. Are you doing a story show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Haragraya. 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 Yeah, because because I say it's uh, it's like uh, it's like a long set. Uh, I did a show uh, a few months ago where I did 40 minutes. Yep. And it went well. So I spoke to spoke to Nia, mm. Nia Selna, and uh, I was like, can I get a day where I can where I can make a show? And uh, they gave me a day, 16 juni. Mm-hmm. And because the reason it's called Haragraya is because, because I say Haragraya all the time when I when I start to tell a joke, so it will be a, like storytelling where I where I'm uh, where I will be telling a lot of stories uh, that I've told before. Yeah. So it will be a, I don't I don't want to call it a solo show because it's not a it's not a show. It's just like all my jokes I have done before just put together and now I have 40 minute sets yeah that I'm going to do cool so I, yeah I'm uh, I'm excited man yeah that's a good one yeah that's mm. good and I like that it's like uh, you don't make a big deal out of it like it's not a big solo show it's just fucking some shit that you've done and put it together and have fun and don't yeah, put that ju- pressure just on just for fun yeah. it's, it's not a solo solo show yeah 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 oh that's cool that's so really cool I'm pretty cool. excited I hope I hope it goes well so I can uh, I can do it more often Dude, I've been thinking this for a while when it comes to like stories is like the amount of like investment you can get from the audience and the big payoff with the laughter with stories is huge. Like yeah, that's like story, like good stories in comedy is like, oh, they're the best. Yeah, this this what I like about comedy, man, is 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 storytelling. I'm I'm happy with all the time. Like the more the more a joke is constructed, the more I am unhappy with the joke. Mm. Like the more perfect a joke is, to me is not a good joke, because ah. you take the human thing out of it. You take you take the soul out of the joke. Mm. It's like it's a it's, it's like pretty constructed joke, mm. and you have like you you decide to say every word, and you you just construct it in a way that ChatGPT would, if you know what I mean. It's mm. like take out all the unnecessary words, and you just take the, all the human all the human factors out of a joke mm. and it becomes boring. Mm. That's why I like Dave Chappelle or Yernis Yusef or Dark Seros, those guys, because they have they have stories to tell. Mm. And they don't, they're not like uh, Springfield. Yep. Because he he was, he used like, he's, he's telling every word is written before. Do you mean Seinfeld? Yeah, Seinfeld. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what did I say? You said Springfield. Yes. Yeah, Sp- that's where fuck. Bart Simpson lives. <laughs> yeah, Springfield. What the fuck? I knew who you Seinfeld. meant. Yeah, I knew you meant. I knew Seinfeld. you meant. I just wanted to double check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. But, but he, he used to construct like every word. Mm. And to me, it's uh, it's a little bit boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a watch a robot play football. Mm. But is, is part of the art for some people... Uh, having it constructed perfectly, but just making it sound like you'd kind of just thought of it on the spot. 
Yeah, but uh, but even then, I can respect that because uh, they they are not taking the human part out of it. Mm. They're just putting it in a more more human, perfect way. Yeah, yeah. I kn- I know exactly what you're talking about, and mm. I've seen that. When was it? Maybe it was with Kevin Hart. Maybe it was a Kevin. Uh, Kevin Hart was a l- much funnier before. Exactly, exactly. It was with Kevin Hart twice. I saw him once in Oslo. Yeah, and the show in Oslo. You know what? Why it was ass? He was in Valhall, right? No, mm. it was the one before that. Yeah, but I heard okay. the Valhall one as well. wasn't awesome. Yeah, it wasn't awesome because right before he was going on stage, he got a call, and uh, one of his very good friends had died. Yeah, and right after that call, he had to go up stage, and that's why that show was ass. Yeah, okay. You should never answer your phone. <laughs> yeah, no, don't answer your phone answer five your minutes phone. before are you solo fucking show. kidding? Yeah, f- what are you going to do? What a stupid thing to do. What, what, why would you call Kevin Hart and, oh, what, what's he doing now? Oh, he's probably going to go on stage. Should yeah, we tell okay. him? Yeah. No, why didn't, listen, he's going on stage in five minutes in front of 50,000 people. Well, let's call him in an hour. What possible, like, you can't give somebody bad news like that. Yeah, it was a pretty bad thing to do, man. Uh, I was... I was pretty excited for that show, and it was it, it just sucked. sucked. Man, it sucked but guess so what? I, I went to the show at Oslo Spectrum, and that fucking sucked too. Maybe other people experienced it better, but I thought his warm up acts were better than him. And yeah, he has like eight warm ups. Dude, they were good. They had these, these yeah, dudes called good, the man. Red Cup Boys or something. Yeah, Plastic Cup Boys. Plastic Cup Boys. And they murdered, and I was into it. And then he came on and was just polished. This is my setup. This is my punchline. This is my yeah. setup. This is my punchline. I'm so cool. Check out my punchline. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And then I saw something else that he did as well, which was a special on Netflix about it was during the pandemic at his house yeah it was uh it was an experiment <laughs> it was an experiment but i wasn't into it no and I, I, I i felt like oh, that sounds like a laugh track and maybe i didn't like it because all the people were wearing masks and but it, i yeah, don't think maybe. the comedy didn't feel like i don't know man but there's something with kevin hart i like like the way he's telling stories is like so so breathtaking because he's so good at telling stories yeah yeah, but you know where he's the best at telling stories is in like in, in interviews and podcasts. Yeah, on TV shows, man. Yeah, oh. but I feel like that supports what you're saying is that when it just is coming from your head and you're just thinking of it then and there, it's not this polished. It's the setup and the punchline in the story. And then my wife came in with it. It's not that. It's yeah. just like I'm talking to you like a fucking human. Yeah, yeah. that's where the excitement comes from. But I don't like to see. Like the world stars, uh, world star comedians in Norway because they just they just do it like it's an open mic because they don't care. It's like a, a small country in the Scandinavia called uh, Norway. Uh, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. oh, it's like okay, two thousand people. Okay, I do big arenas in USA with like sixty thousand people. So so a few thousand people is nothing to them so it's like okay i will just uh, meet up the sp- uh, at spectrum and just try to make some new stuff but in a way i like that too because in a way it's not as polished like when louis ck did you see the louis ck show last year uh no i was at another show okay i was at hangover i took over hangover oh yeah uh, that's right was, i remember uh, i remember was louis ck yeah yeah okay uh but uh, his show was not like super polished and he was still mm. kind of working shit out. But I liked seeing that 
because it was a little bit of the opposite of that like polished every word is perfect part you know what i mean yeah and i i like seeing that and somebody who came to oslo in 2019 which really blew my way and was one of my favorite comedians is jim jeffries jim jeffries yeah and he's i think he's coming back in may guy? no he's from australia he's from, he's from yeah, australia yeah, jim jeffries yeah. jim jeffries is a fucking beast yeah. He's going to Stavanger, yes. I hope so. But I, I, yeah, I know he's, he's at least, beast, he's at least he's coming beast. to Oslo. And he's one of those dudes where you go, damn, you fucking killed that, son. He yeah, murdered he's a badass, it. Man. He's badass. Yeah, he's, he's pretty dark, too. Really dark. You know what? That's what, what is the deal with him and woman, man? Dude, he's a fucking... I don't know. He's a, <laughs> he's, he's a fuck up. He's a fuck yeah. up. He can't make it work. You yeah, know, he's can, a he's a fucking. You can see it in him, like you're you're a fucked up guy. You're pretty funny, but you're hilarious. But I'm I'm glad I, you're not in my family. He's, a, he's I mean? a broken person, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm glad I can just sit down and listen to you for two hours and have nothing to do with you. <laughs> yeah, dude, I want to talk to you about this concept that I've been experimenting around okay. with lately. I did this show at Vestley, right? Yeah. With you. Yeah, I was there, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. With you. And when I looked at Vesley, I was like, this is kind of like in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's at the end of the Yeah, you came to Vesley and was like, yeah, there was a pretty poor place to live. And I was like, I'll live right <laughs> the next building. I'll live there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I just kept on thinking it's a really poor place and a really poor pub with really poor people. So then I dressed really poor. I'm not rich myself, yeah. but I, I but I, I put on like yoga books and yeah, like I remember and, that. Yeah, so I kind of looked like pretty trashy. I didn't brush my hair or yeah. anything. And then I went up on stage and I fucking did well. Yeah, you killed it, man. I killed it. Yeah, you killed it. But you, then, you just started with like, yeah, I'm poor too, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do a fatty. Do a fatty. You're poor. You're poor. <laughs> And it was really fun. And then I kind of real. And then I did a show straight after that. I went to Vesper or whatever, and I had to do yeah. a show there. And I didn't get changed. I just kept looking like Paul, like a yoga book. Yeah. Basically, what I look like now. Mm. And uh, that went really well too. And then, like, I started thinking to myself, like, if you're going on stage, uh, if you break it down, you can have like two types of personas. Mm. And I'm fundamental. You can play like high status. Or low status. Yeah. And sometimes if you get dressed up and you're like Kevin Hart, you can play high status. Like Jim Jeffries sometimes plays low status. What I did at Vesley was playing low status. You know, like looking kind of like a bum yeah. and I'm fucking around. When I do low status, man, I get such People a, laugh more, they don't they? They laugh more. Because they can look down on you. And yeah. that's what that's what they don't understand with comedy. Uh, uh, peop- humans are psychopaths, man. They're like... They want people to look down on, mm. so they can laugh. That's why, uh, that's why they we laugh at people who fell down on the stairs because like ah you stupid fuck you just fell down the stairs. That's why I'm laughing at you. Yeah. And that's why they that's why they laugh laugh at our jokes when we make fun of ourselves. Yeah. Because we give them all the power to yeah. be like you're a bigger person than me and you can laugh at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is exactly what happens. It's exactly so what happens. You have to be the biggest loser in the room. Yeah. And that's, that's when they laugh at you. That is when they laugh at you. Because I could tell the same joke in the exact same way. And if I'm wearing like a nice shirt or a blazer and good yeah. pants and shoes, it's, it's not, not going to hit as hard as if I'm wearing training pants and a hoodie with a stain on it. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy how that different status affects how people receive and perceive you and your comedy yeah it's a weird stuff man 
the thing with comedy is people think it's very like easy thing. They they just think we get up on stage and and uh, make up a story about how I got beaten, uh, for how I got a beating from my dad when I was thirteen. Like it's not. It's a construct. It's it's a story I w- I work with like several hours, and uh, people just think like I just got up on stage and I was just like yeah, bobbity bibbity boop bee, and mm. here comes the punchline, mm. and uh, and just they don't know the hard work uh, of uh, writing jokes and uh, reading people and and uh, become a part of the culture uh, in the country that you live in. Yeah, but you know what? I keep that illusion for them. I keep that illusion yeah. for them. I, 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 when I'm talking to people, they go, what are you going to... Sometimes I'll meet a friend in the audience and yeah. he'll say like, what are you going to talk about tonight? I go, bro, I actually have no idea. Yeah, but you have an idea. I have <laughs> a very good idea. I have a very good idea. Like, a lot of the times though, like I have like, let's say I have like 50 jokes, right? I got yeah. 50 jokes, whatever. Sometimes I'll, I'll just like, you know what? I'm going to go with these three and then I'm mm. going to take this one. And then, you know what? I, I, I got this one and now we're kind of in this and I, I might go in that direction. So the set list that I have is not always really planned out. And I have so many jokes that I can do in both languages. Mm. So sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'll start in Norwegian and then I'll do this in... Maybe I'll try that in English tonight. Yeah. So there is like this element of like not really having it all structured, which I think keeps it alive for me. But when like somebody is saying like, what are you going to do? Like, like sometimes I really do feel like I have no idea what I'm going to say until I open my mouth. And when I have that mentality, it goes better. For me, it goes yeah, so much better. Yeah, because you live in the moment. Exactly. Because people think uh, stand-up comedy is, uh, is a monologue. Mm. Because you're the only one talking. You're the only one with the microphone. But yeah. people uh, don't come to understand that it's a dialogue between you and, uh, you and the audience. It really is. Yeah, it's a dialogue. Just because just because they don't speak doesn't mean they're not part of it. Exactly. And you have a look at like how much percentage of all communication is verbal, like with words. It's like 20%. Yeah, did you know that like the first three seconds, this, uh, people decide to like you or not like you. Mm. And I, I've seen, uh, I was at Yusufina's uh, for two weeks ago and uh, watched the New Beginner's Night. People was doing stand-up for the first time. And there was a guy who went up on stage, and he the first sentence he was he was just like hi ladies and bitches and and that was the only thing he said before he started his uh, his set. But the people didn't like that joke at all, so yeah. he just bombed just because of that joke. Mm. So it took it took him two sec two two seconds mm. to fuck up the rest to fuck of the up set. the rest of his set. People didn't want to hear the rest of it because just because they said hi, uh, hi ladies and bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be careful. Yeah. Do you have an opening line that you use a lot? Mm, no, not actually. I just no. I don't. I don't have one, man. I just. I just like to go up on stage and just just start mm. because the most exciting thing uh, for me is like. When you when you you sitting with your friend and uh, and suddenly a third friend comes in and just he just shuts in with an exciting story. Yeah. It's like you don't know what happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. that's always the funniest. That's always the best way to get in a story. Mm. So I don't have uh, I don't have like smooth uh, smooth ways to get in the story. I just start to speak, mm. and I just come to realize that uh, people are there to hear funny stuff. So I have already a setup uh, before I got on on stage. People are here to s- see me doing stand up 
and uh, they know that I'm going to tell jo- tell jokes. So I don't have a, I don't need to go up on stage and be like, okay, it's very nice to be here, and uh, you guys know why I am here. I'm I'm going to tell some jokes now, and uh, the first joke goes like this. So I don't need to tell it because mm. it's like it's like already there. Yeah. So I don't have to say it. I just start to tell the joke like, uh, guess what happened yesterday, and uh, and I just go with it. Yeah, yeah. You just ca- yeah get to the point. Yeah, because you don't start the party. The party starting. Yeah, let's let's the party. Yeah, let the party starting. We're at the party. I didn't tell tell you we're at the party. Yeah, we're at a party. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's that's That's, it. That's a good point. There was a book. uh, uh, There was a yeah. uh, It was a book in. uh, I think it was a British woman who wrote about comedy. She was saying that there is only eleven types of of jokes. Yeah. So we have been telling the same jokes. All over again in in like several thousand years. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, because it's she was telling that it's just only eleven ways to make jokes, mm. and uh, that's all we are doing. Yeah, and that's all we are going to do. Not me, bro. I'm gonna make the twelfth type. <laughs> <laughs> that's my job, bro. I'm gonna make yeah, that book. I'm here that. to change the game, bro. I'm gonna. They're actually gonna write. Need to write another chapter, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's that. You know, I'm I I know that you're joking with me right now, but uh, there's a there's a problem in comedy too. Oh and, yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, and especially with the foreigner guys, mm. like people who come from other countries, right? They have a bigger ego, and uh, just because people in their culture is funnier than Norwegian people, yeah, 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 they personally think that they're funnier than Norwegian people too. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys who be like, "Yeah, man, I'm fucking funny, man," mm. and. The second I got up on stage, they would just be pissing on their pants because I'm so funny. I I met a guy who is just like, yeah, I don't I don't have I don't have a set. And I was like, what are you going to talk about? I was like, I don't know. It's up here, man. The second I go up on stage, it's enough to make them uh, pee in their pants. I was yeah. like, how how do you get that ego, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like people who think that they know how to fight, but they don't train. Yeah, there's, yeah, so uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's I'll be honest with you. I'm one of them, man. I yeah. think I can fight, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I can fight, but, but I don't know. Fuck somebody up. Yeah. Oh, you got any training? I got it when I was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same thing. The same yeah. thing that but you know what? That's the thing with dudes. It's all dudes. Dudes yeah. think that they can fight, and they think that they're funny. And if you don't have yeah, it man, figured all out, the dudes. all the dudes. Yeah, they'll be starting podcast all the time. <laughs> They're starting podcast all the time. They're training jujitsu. When I was starting, when I started comedy for first time, I was like, "Yeah, I need to do a podcast." And me and my two friends did a podcast. And after three episodes, I was like, "This is the shittiest thing I've ever seen in my life." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had to just cut it off. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, you have to enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah. Of you course. have to enjoy it. You know, I love the podcast. Yeah, I but love this, it. This year, this is not a huge humor podcast just uh just, it's like a con- it's like a conversation we just sit and talk and that's all i think we're not doing a podcast it's more like an interview yeah it's, it's, it's just like a conversation it's, it's more like if you and me were ha- it's, it's like if we were driving to uh like lily hammer said it was set, yeah and you were, were in the car and i picked you up this is the conversation this would we would be the have. conversation this is yeah. the exact thing we would have 
And that's the that's the beauty of this podcast. It's like yeah, we don't have uh, we don't have a theme to talk about. We just we just have a conversation and we just have fun and we just go home afterwards. We're just flowing with it. Yeah. yeah. And you know what else I really like about the podcast is what I like. It really makes me. It really makes me like the people that I'm talking to more. Like I really I get to know the people. Yeah, because now you have reason to ask me like my political views and my stories and all of that stuff and i'm more interested to in telling it because i know that you're using a lot of time to set up this studio and all of this stuff yeah so it just gives us a bigger chance to speak speak with each other and and i this is what i also get as well like i get to really understand so much more about comedy by talking yeah. to people about their views on specific subjects like when mm. you're telling me your views about comedy I'm like going, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Oh, it is like that. You know what I mean? So I, I, and it's obviously it's one of the things that I love. There are a few things I love more in the world than comedy. So hearing from people who love comedy as well, mm. and hearing like what they think and their perspectives, it's like the, I, it's like the greatest gift in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know what you mean. But the thing with comedians is like we're we're a lonely group of people. Yeah, if you know what I mean, we just like to talk to comedians all the time, and mm. uh, we don't like to talk with anyone else. We just we just enjoy our our company, and uh, we like to talk about comedy all the time. Even even if we don't know uh, a lot of things about comedy, like I don't, I'm not the one to talk about comedy all the time, and uh, and uh, I don't I don't know that much about comedy. But you know, it's just it's just still fun to sit down and talk about comedy and humor. In all day because because you're passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm passionate about it. And, and you that's what all the comedians are. It's just like we're so passionate about it that we want to talk about it all the time. Talk and about just, it forever. Just with the people who does the same. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. what makes us a little bit lonelier. Yeah. Than other people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still like. You know what? I, I, I like talking to other people about things that they're passionate about. Like mm. if you, let's just say like you and me were friends in another life, and you ended yeah. up being an architect. And like, uh, like uh, if we had this exact same podcast, I was like, well, mm. tell me about that building you're designing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, dude, you've got the contract to redesign the, that's dope. Oh, let me see the model. I would be interested in that too. You know, I was actually, I was actually, uh, I wanted to become an architect uh, before I was doing comedy. Yeah. And uh, after high school, uh, I went to like uh, art, design and architecture high school. Okay. Uh, that was that's what it was called. Yeah. So I was there like three years, and I learned how to how to draw, how to make designs, and uh, how to use computer uh, to make three D designs and all the stuff. And after high school, I lied on my resume. Yeah. Classic. And got a job in an architectural bureau. Good. So I worked with them like a few months. Yeah. And it's it's the most boring job I have ever done in my life. Yeah, because I have a I had a British guy. It was a Norwegian guy who had a PhD in architecture, uh, but he had he had been studying in uh, England, England in in Britain. He had a he took a PhD in Britain and came back to Norway to work with architects architecture, and uh, I worked with him a few months. But the thing the the thing with him was like he he was pretty boring. He was the most boring people, one of the most boring people I have ever seen in my life. But every day, like. In uh, in lunch break, he will go out, uh, and after fifteen minutes, he will come back, and he would be like most exciting people I have ever seen, hmm. and I didn't know anything before, so it took me like two months to find out that 
every lunch break, every day he goes out, take coke, oh. and comes back. Shit, why doesn't he just take it in the morning and be excited all day? I, I, that's, what I, that's what I was wondering too. Like, yeah, why just, are you boring like four hours? Yeah, you You're could be... bearable in four hours and you just go out and come back like the most funniest guy I've ever met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just... <laughs> Dude, and you're just sniffing all the time and take the coke the, for breakfast yeah. <laughs> take the coke for lunch i don't want to be listening to your boring stories entertain me bitch i went to my i went to leader of like uh, the bureau mm. and there was like three people working there the architect architect guy the the accountant and the chief uh he was uh, he was engineer yeah. and he was the le- chief of all this uh, all all of these things mm. and i went to to him i was like why is this so boring until 12? And he becomes the most exciting people I have ever seen after 12. And he's like, yeah, he goes and buys Coke and comes back. So that's why he's exciting. And he's 60 plus. Yeah. He's all 60 and he has a Porsche. Yeah. He has a Porsche car. So every lunch he just take, goes out, hops in his Porsche, drives, uh, drives to somewhere, uh, buy some Coke, get back. And funniest day I have ever had. Dude, what a legend. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> yeah, he what was a legend. What a legend. Man. Gets in his Porsche. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Yeah, Sniff some coke. Let's go. <laughs> Shit, I'm glad you're not an architect, man. Yeah, I, I really, too, man. I'm really glad you're not an architect. And you know, when I talk to people on the podcast and they always said, oh, I was going to be this, I was going to be that. I was like, dude, that would have fucking killed you on the inside. Yeah, man. You, you would have been would've... dead on the inside. Yeah, you would have yeah, been yeah. like designing things that whatever. You don't Look, give a fuck about. I like about. designing things. I, yeah. I still do. I like to draw some stuff. But the way that you can express yourself through a building is nowhere near the same way you can express yourself as a, at a 40 minute show. Yeah, at, and know. architecture is the biggest hoax I have ever seen, man. They're like 90% of architects. Did you know that 90% of architects doesn't even get the chance to build anything? <laughs> oh my God. No, I had no idea. No There's idea. even people that their work is just like paperwork. They just... Gotcha. They yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah, they don't design anything. No. And uh, I have I have a friend, and his mom is an architect. You know what her job is? No. There's old architects. They don't know how to use computers. So they just draw it on paper, and her job is to draw it on computer. Yeah, they should at least make her go out and buy the cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> like, now you got to put the drawings into a computer and get this guy code. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, come on. So she can do more than that. It's pretty boring. And yeah, yeah, that sucks. And they they just they just like to they just like to make architecture an elite thing. Mm. Like, Dude, yeah, I can really. do architecture in Minecraft. It's not that yeah, hard. Yeah, fuck that shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Everybody can do it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that you decided to do comedy. Yeah, me too, man. But not my father. He's not happy. Every every day he was like when I come home late from he's a gig. St- he's still not happy? He's happy with the choices I made and he's happy that I work hard for for life I want to have. Mm. But he still comes to me and is like, yeah, I... Man, if you if you didn't drop out of school, you would be an architect now. Did you know that? I was like, yeah, that's the reason I, drop, <laughs> I dropped yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, well listen, if your dad is listening, I'm sure that he's going to kick your ass when you get home. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, he doesn't listen to my podcast, man. He, he don't, he don't. I'm pretty sure he won't listen to that. Dude, I'm glad I got to meet your dad. I think I told Dude, you about he's it. he's a badass, isn't he? Yeah, he looks fucking like he's a fucking yeah. beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can fight. Yeah, I bet he... he can fight for I, sure, I, man. I bet, I bet he can fuck people up. I have seen him fight before. Yeah. I can assure you, he can... F- and the funny thing is, he he grew up in a village. He that they didn't have technology, they didn't have phones, they didn't have internet, they didn't have computers, and he can like he can do karate, like yeah. like yeah. good stuff, you know. Bruce he can Lee fight, shit. yeah, Bruce Lee shit. Yeah. And and I asked him, I was like, you didn't go to any fight clubs, you didn't you didn't have internet. How how the fuck would you learn how to do karate? In a small village in Kurdistan, he was like, "Yeah, I watch a lot of Bruce Lee films." I was like, well, "I did it too. I did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did the same. I did the same. I cannot fuck up a guy." Nah. I no, w- no, I watch no. all the Bruce Lee films. I watch even Jackie Chan movies. Yeah. And Ipley and all those stuff. I I watched it all. Yeah. I can't even throw a punch, man. Nah, but maybe your dad is just a lot more physically gifted than you, bro. Yeah, but he you was I mean? he was dedicated, man. He liked to fight because yeah. he he grew up in the in the one of the one of the most dangerous cities in Turkey. Yeah. So he had to fight every day. That 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 counts a lot. You know, every time my father comes to me and he was like, "Let me tell you a story." And it always starts with, uh, so that the one time I kicked that one's ass. <laughs> yeah. This, every story starts with, yeah, the one time I had to fight this guy to to be able to come home. <laughs> yeah. It's a different time, man. There's people yeah, back then time. and like we're that part of the world and that time fucking 30 years ago. Whoa. Yeah, dude. it was. He was not, and he was, he, he was a small guy, man. He's not a, he's not a huge guy. He's like. As tall as me. Yeah. He's not that. He's not a huge guy. He's not jacked. Yeah. But he's small and he's very fast. Yeah. You know when I met your dad, he I think it was at this joke factory in near or something. Like yeah. He, he came up to me last week. Yeah. Yeah. He's told me. He came. He came up to me and uh, I. I before like he he even said anything, I noticed him. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I noticed the way <laughs> yeah, he, he moves. Has, he, he has. Moved, that he moves. Yeah. He kind of like character. Like it's like somebody. I go. Oh, this guy knows how to move. Yeah. He this moves guy like a fucks man. <laughs> 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 he, he moves like a cobra about to fuck another snake. Do Do you know what he tell me when he was a kid? What he tell you, bro? He used to tell me a lot of fucked up shit, bro. Yeah. He was like, Yeah, I would watch <laughs> Bruce Lee films all the time, and I. He didn't have anything to do. He just had school. He didn't have any job. He didn't have technology. He didn't have money to to do anything else. So he was just like, he would lock himself in the room and he would just train all day, like try to learn how to fight yeah, yeah. every day, every time. And he used to, <laughs> the way he trained was like, they didn't have any uh, any lift stuff. Like no weights or anything. Yeah, there was there wasn't any weights. So he would just like he would get his backpack. He would tr- throw rocks on the backpack, and uh, tape uh, tape rocks on his legs and arms and shit. And would just run in the village like the mad madman in the village. Yeah, what a psycho. Yeah, he looked like a fucking psycho, but he had. <laughs> He he had the grow he had he had the muscles and he learned how to fight and he was he was a dangerous man man yeah yeah what a badass yeah. I I liked hearing about people like that that have nothing and then they just fucking I'm gonna do it yeah I'm dude he started ro- with nothing he told me he told me that he come to know he came to nowhere with thousand kroners yeah and I was like if I came to a new country with thousand kroners 
after three days, I will go back home. Yeah. Because I would, I don't, how do, how do you make money when you have a thousand kroners in your pocket? And yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, doesn't know anyone. No, that's, that's crazy, man. There's a lot of stories yeah. like that though, right? People yeah. around the world just got to make it work. Where you come from, you don't want to go back. No. <laughs> Where you land, make it work. Thousand kroners and go, motherfucker. Yeah, and he made it work, man. Yeah. He made yeah, it work, yeah. yeah. He worked pretty hard for us to come to Norway with him. After, uh, he, he was in Norway 10 years and we moved to Norway afterwards. Oh, he so had he to be here first by himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he worked pretty hard yeah. so that we could come to Norway and have a, have a great future. And guess what I tried to do now? <laughs> Dropped out of school to tell you jokes. You fucking uh, loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he came all the way over here, 10 years with a thousand kroner in his pocket, just so yeah. you can tell jokes at <laughs> yeah. You yeah, fucking asshole. <laughs> you should be designing bridges and making factories and building art galleries as an architect. What the fuck are you doing with your life with this joke bullshit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I had, I had to speak to him about that all the time. Uh, of course. I, I remember after high school, I, I told him, like, I can't do it. And uh, I proved him to him that I could I could study architecture uh, if I wanted to. Because I searched schools, I came and I got accepted to schools. I could study in Germany or in Turkey or in Norway. I could do architecture. And I just told him, like, you know that I can do it if I want to. Mm. Uh, and I got accepted to school, but I don't want to do it. I I just Fuck told that. him I just told him I want to I want to do comedy. Yeah. Well, and he said you got one year you have to you have to make it work. And uh, 6 months after that I was on TV. I had a TV gig and that helped me a lot to convince my father that it could be a future I could have. Yeah. So I had this TV gig and I uh, worked in radio a little bit and I'm I I I started to I started to have a lot of gigs and uh, that's when he was like okay you you know what you're doing yeah. so he stopped he stopped saying stuff all the time but it's like the father if he's the he's he's my father so he has to he has to come with the reality to me all the time he's like yeah but you know if you was an architect you could have a job fast uh, fast job yeah you could have a full time job yeah, yeah, I get it. My 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 dad wanted me to be a dentist. Really? Yeah. And what did you become? A fucking loser. <laughs> he was right. I should have been a dentist. Now all I'm doing is telling dick jokes and having fucking <laughs> podcasts and shit. But isn't it like, okay, I don't know how much money you're making, but I'm pretty sure uh, that if someone gave you like twice or or triple more money than you make now, and just told you, like, be a dentist. You wouldn't say yes to that, would you? Never. I don't do it for the money. No, right. I, do it, I do it for the pussy. <laughs> Aren't you married, man? <laughs> You're married, man. Shame on you, bro. <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> so I do it for your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I would never, I would, I would, I would, I would never, I would never give it up for any amount of money. No, because, because that's why, that's what people don't understand. They they think like we're doing it for money, and uh, so they they always be like, okay, but you can make more money if you do something else. So to them, it's like it's a logical it's a logical response. Yeah, like th you can make more money if you're a dentist. Yeah, because you're doing it for money. And you I'm know what? Like, I'm I, not doing it for money. I I you know that's a huge problem with like human society because they mm. don't measure things in happiness. 
Yeah. They measure things in monetary value. And that's not really the best way to measure how you should spend your life. How yes. how happy you are you know doing what you love. You know how happy I lo- am now? Yeah. Tell I me. don't have any money, but I am very happy right now. I don't I don't have to work 8 hours a day. I don't have to I don't have a I don't have a boss. I don't have to wake up early in the morning. I can just I can just take my computer and write stuff I like to do. And that's all I do. I just write stuff all the time and use my creativity to to make my days go. Yeah. And I don't have and and I can I can do wh- whatever I want whenever I want. Mm. And that's that's the beauty of it. That's the comfort of it. And of course the uh the acceptance you got you get from the society like uh, they give you money because they think you're funny and you think you're funny and you get that acceptance because people are willing to give you money and uh, that's a whole another another uh, happiness that gives you and and that gives you a lot more reasons to do more comedy because you feel accepted and uh, people feel like you have a story to tell and you you have you're on, uh, you have an acceptance and uh, it's it's important for people that you are there uh, to tell those stories mm. and that's what i like about it mm. because uh, comedy before was like yeah, well, what's the deal with airports and uh, bam bam punchline? Mm. And but now the comedy has changed a lot because you have to, you have to be the that political figure or or moral et- ethical figure figure that uh, the rest of the society isn't allowed to talk about. Mm. So you can say a lot of things on stage and you can use your voice to speak about many other things that no one is allowed to speak about. And that's what I like about comedy. So you can just, you're just a madman in the village. Mm. If if uh, if you understand what I mean, it's just like you can whatever you want because you're the madman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just you just lost it. You're the fool in the king's court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you want, and you can uh, you can be whoever you want, and that's what that's the beauty of it. You can you can be yourself. You don't have to be a dentist. You don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to be an architect. You can just be yourself, and uh, and if it's good enough. <laughs> It will work. So you know that's what? what I like about it. I think that's a good way to end the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me here, man. No, no problem, bro. I'm a big fan and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good friend and I, I really enjoy yeah. the time that we get to hang out together. Me too, man. I'm, uh, it was nice to see you. Yep. All right, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, big kiss. Bye. Mwah. Mwah. Good times, man. Yeah. Bye.